once again, happy Sabbath. We were asking the Lord all night. Starting early, we said, Lord, what do you want to say to your people? And I've been with doing this a little while. And so I kind of go with what God says go. And when God doesn't say anything, I know he's saying, I need you to forget what you think you're going to talk about so I can put in you what I need you to talk about. Oh, because I, I had something for you. <laughs> but I always pray and I ask God, what, did you want, what do you want done today? Because I am simply your servant. I have no words to speak. I have no great philosophies uh, to pontificate on. I just want to do what God asked us to do. Amen. And he wouldn't let us off this topic. And he woke us up this morning and he said, I want you to go to Habakkuk chapter 2. So let's go to Habakkuk chapter 2 this morning. And that's right before Zephaniah. Ze yeah, right before Zephaniah, if that helps. Right after Nahum, if that helps. But since all of you got apps, just type it in. <laughs> Those who old school books, uh, that's where it is. It's after Micah and before Zephaniah. And, and, uh, so say amen when you have it. Habakkuk chapter 2, we're going to begin at verse 1. And he said this morning, he said, I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower. And will watch to see what he shall say unto me, and what I shall answer when I am reproved. I said, well, Lord, I guess it can't get any plainer than that. So he said, go verse 2. And he said, and the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain upon tables that he may run that readeth it. This is essential. Make it plain on tables. For what purpose? that people would react to what you have made plain. Amen? Verse 3 says, For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come, it will not tarry. Then he makes this statement in verse 4. He says, Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him, but the just shall live by faith. Amen? He said, make it plain this morning. He said, the vision is for the time of the end. And we happen to be where? In the time of the end. But he said, uh, make sure that we understand that the soul that is uplifted, what did he say? Is lifted up, I should say, is not upright. And that's going to be a key element in what we study today. The soul that is lifted up is not upright. But God said, the just shall live by faith. Are we ready for that? We must live by faith. As a matter of fact, life comes through faith. The life that we want from God. Amen? Amen. So let's go to 2 Peter. We're going to start trying to make this plain this morning. There are some things happening in this world that are extremely interesting. On every front, on every level. This thing is being sewn up, and we ought to just say, thank Jesus, and amen. Amen? See, you all don't have to live 30 years ago when we were all just thinking about this, 
or we were good little kids in the church listening to it. It's all here now. They said the prophets long to see what you see. And you all happen to be in the generation where all this stuff starts to come to pass. And we ought to say thank the Lord for we are a chosen generation. And don't be worried about what's happening because we're going to find out something this morning. Let's go to 2 Peter if we would. 2 Peter chapter 1. See, God has done something for us that keeps us from being afraid. Matter of fact, he said, fear but not be afraid. And we know what fear is, right? We're going to fear God, right? And if we fear God, there's no reason to be afraid. Amen. He said, 1 Peter chapter 1. Let's start at verse 19. First, 2 Peter, I'm sorry. 2 Peter chapter 1. And let's start at verse 19. 2 Peter chapter 1. And we're going to start at verse 19. We there? We have also a more what? Sure word of prophecy. Whereunto you do well that you take heed. Remember, we read in Habakkuk, it said, they may run that hear it. He said, you need to take heed to this prophecy that I'm giving you. He said that, uh, that you do well to take heed as unto a light that shineth into a dark place. Meaning, use what I have told you to shed or shine a light in the direction that you need to go. Because everything around you is darkness. And without this light, you don't know where to go. You don't know how to respond. You don't know how to run when you hear it. And he said, and, and the day star arise in your hearts, knowing this first, that no prophecy of scripture is of any private interpretation. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost, right? Or the comforter. That's what's exciting about this. When we look into what is happening now, because God has told us what, is, what was going to happen and now is happening, we can be happy because the Comforter, the Holy Ghost, has shed this in our heart. So if the Holy Ghost gave the old men, the men of old, I should say, uh, uh, the prophecy, and if he's called the Comforter, what should the information do to our soul? It should comfort us. He said, I told you so, so you know that I am God. I am the Christ. He said, I told you these things before they happen, so you don't have to get worried and be nervous about the whole world being against you. You should be happy because I sent this, and if I sent it, it's supposed to comfort you. It's going to warn you, but it's also going to protect you. Amen? If we heed the voice of God. Amen? Go to Genesis. There's, there's a few signs of the times happening. And it's in nature, it's in politics, it's in finance. It's all of these things are happening now because Christ said they would happen. And it's okay. I don't want anybody to leave here nervous because the prophecy is given by the comforter. And we should be comforted by this, these facts. But in Genesis chapter 1, I want to read something to you because the skies are doing some crazy things. And I, we're not into astrology mysticism. We're not into any of that. But God said something in Genesis that most of us don't understand. And we're going to say, we're going to read this this morning with an explanation. But the skies are telling us some things today. This weather is getting real weird, isn't it? I mean, it's getting strange. And that comes from a lot of things, but it has nothing to do with God. It comes something to do with the time that we live in. Now, in Genesis 1, let's go to verse 14. Genesis 1, verse 14. And God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night. And let them be 
for signs, or this in, in, in Hebrew, this word signs means a signal, and, and for seasons, and for days and years, and let them be lights in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth, and it was so. But this word seasons, when we read seasons, what do we normally think of? Time change, leaves, you know, you know, summer, winter, fall. This word has nothing to do with that. This word is really a word in the Hebrew called moed. Anybody ever heard this before? No, okay. <laughs> Yay and nay. I mean, it's got to be one of them. Uh, and it said, it, and, it, and it's, it's called an appointment. God made these things to let us know when the appointed hour was. He says specifically a festival, conventionally a year, by implication, an assembly convened for a definite purchase, purpose. This is what that season means. And so we can look and see this time, and there's an appointed hour coming upon us. Amen. He gave this to, to, to the Hebrews because their calendar was based on this. Amen? And there were days that were based on these things, these, this greater light and this lesser light. And it says it was specifically designed so the congregation would know what time it is. That sounds a little different than the definition of seasons that we've been given. Amen? It's a set, a solemn, appointed due season. It's, it's a time appointed for the congregations to assemble. He said, I gave you these lights so you'll know what time it is. Did you know God has an appointed time? He has appointed times for us. He has appointed hour to return. He has an appointed time for us to look up and know our redemption draweth nigh. And these skies are telling us that now. Don't get worried. Don't get nervous. I'm not telling you we need to go bow down to the moon. And I'm just telling you, God said, I put these so you'll know what time it is. Amen? Yeah. Guess what time it is? It's the time of the end. And all the signs are pointing to that. Amen? So you got some things happening this year that are coinciding. And it's nothing that's, it's not a coincidence. They're just coming together at the same time on every front. And it all happens to come a little later this year. And, and, and it's, so, it's so great because you kind of get you know, you get rid of all of it in one time. If the whole thing's going to blow up, at least it's going to blow up and all of it's going to happen at one time. So it won't be strung out too long. That's not very comforting, is it? <laughs> but a lot of things are happening. And God says, I need you to understand some things I have given you so you'll know what time it is. And we needed to know that when God says, I've given them for seasons and times, it's not just changing of autumn to winter. He said, there's time now. I put these things in order so my people would have understanding and they would look up and say, oh, that God said that was going to happen and it's going to look like that, then I need to be getting what? In position to receive the second coming of God. Go to Luke 21. Because Christ was talking about these signs in the sun and the moon. Amen? Luke 21, verse 25. Let's start there. Luke Chapter 21, verse 25. See, there's signs, there's indications everywhere that Jesus is soon to come. And we should be saying glory, hallelujah. Instead of saying, oh Lord, I'm going to miss out. Guess who makes that decision? You. We learned about how we respond to stress. 
A merry heart doeth good like a medicine. It might be a stressful time, but if your merry heart is set on Jesus, we'll be able to get through it. Amen. Amen. So when you hear somebody saying Jesus is coming soon, you won't get depressed. Luke 21, starting verse 25, Christ was saying, and there shall be signs in the sun, signals, right? And in the moon, because this was the two lights that we're talking about in Genesis, and in the stars, and upon the earth, distress of nations with perplexity. Is that going on now? Yes. There's some nations you never heard of till six months ago. There's some organizations that just seem to have just popped out of nowhere that you never heard of a year ago. But there's distress amongst the nations with perplexity. He said, the sea and the waves are roaring. And verse 26 says, men's hearts are failing them for fear and for the looking after those things which are what? Coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken. Oh, we haven't seen the powers of heaven shaken, but we're going to see it. It's going to be really remarkable to see if you're with Jesus. It's going to be frightening if you're not. We had a little sign, I mean, a, 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 a shaking of heaven thing a couple years ago in Russia. I'm sure you all are familiar with this. They had this little meteorite come through. No? Okay, well, <laughs> meteorite came through in Russia over this city. And very small, <coughs> you know, as meteors go. And it blew up over the city. Windows everywhere, knocking folks down. It just, and it never hit the ground. It just blew up in the middle of the air. Little one, you know, not big. Oh, we got some things coming down that it's going to be remarkable when you see them. There are signs in these heavens that things are happening now. And I'm not saying we're going to get hit by a planet or anything like that. But I want you to be prepared to see and not be afraid. Because you're going to see things you've never seen before. You're going to experience some things you've never experienced before. We have seen birds, you know, a million birds just drop out of the sky and just die. That's not supposed to happen. We've seen whales swim the wrong direction. Now, we know I won't get into the science and it's not nerd time, but there's a reason for that because things are changing in the signs of heaven. And so what we have to understand is these things must occur, but we're not to be afraid. We're just to be aware. And so we can move on what God has said. Remember we said in all our ways acknowledge him. It's time to move on the things that God has told us to move on. And these are great signs and signals that we better get to step in, as they say. We have to really start getting in line and in the groove with the Lord and leave this old world alone. You know, in September this year, what's going to happen? There's something called the... This is just, you know, signs in the heaven. This is a sign in, in the world's government that you might be, need to be aware of. And, and it's called the 2015 Sustainable Development Agenda. Uh, they've been working on this about four years, five years, I think. Uh, the UN has gotten together with everybody they deem important, and they have decided that they, here is the law. This is what the whole world is going to go by. That's why it's called, it's actually called Post-2015 Sustainable uh, development. They say this is what the world is going to operate under. There will be no more nations. This is, you, we're united in this. And this, this particular document entails government, it, it, uh, uh, it's, uh, entail, entails health, uh, education. As a matter of fact, the core curricula was developed back uh, about 10 years ago. Uh, 
and put into place, and now you all are now experiencing the core curriculum because it's part of this agenda. And uh, it's really amazing that they, they actually come and tell you that the reason that the core uh, educational system is put into place is so we can best manage the masses. That's written in their agenda. You can, you can read this if you'd like. It's, just look that up on your Oogles, Moogle, whatever. <laughs> but what's very interesting about this particular signing is guess who else do you think is going to be there giving a, 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 a keynote address? The guy in the white hat. Going to stand before the UN during this time and give a message of unity for all religions. Isn't that great? It's written down. You don't even have to go. See, when, when I first learned this stuff back in 78, you used to have to go to the library and look up in the books and, and behind the shelf and, you know, somebody had a secret book that nobody else had. You don't have to do that anymore. The, the devil says, you're not going to do anything about it here. Google it. All of this is happening. These signs are happening that we as a people need to start getting in a position of holiness so someone can stand for the right. But look all this up if you want to. And the signs of, you know, there's another sign on the, on the end of September too about this moon and all this. And all of this is happening at the same time. And it's great. And one of, the, one of the days that God appointed by his son, it's happening the same time too. Go to Romans 1. That's another sign. We need to recognize the signs of the times and not be afraid, but fear. Amen? Aren't we happy? Isn't this great? Yeah. See, some, you know, some people, you know, man, brother, you don't never talk about prophecy no more. You used to talk about it. I said, no, because God told me not to. He told me I can do this today. <laughs> and the reason why you weren't told about some of these things is because it's more important that you have this relationship with Jesus so when you face these things, you'll be able to say, yes, Lord, I'm not afraid. Amen. So just the, these are the things that you don't have to be afraid of. When the whole world wonders after the beast, you don't have to be afraid of. Amen. When, they put the, 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 uh, um, when they put out this, this scare, remember, remember six months ago, Ebola was supposed to kill everybody on earth? If you watched the nightly news, you thought everybody had this disease. And what happened? It just went away. It was a test. It's a test. And please, I want you to understand this. I know most of you do. But everything you see on the media, your televisions, and the, I don't care if it's CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, uh, who else? Uh, Bloomberg. Uh, it's all controlled. Amen. It's all given to you. To, it's designed for you to do exactly what they want you to do. Remember Ferguson? Mm -hmm. They just brought that up last week. Why was Ferguson, Missouri important for you to know about? It's a plan. Let's make sure. See, you don't understand how, how in, your, uh, uh, in your id, uh, your, your subconscious mind, you rely on things being a certain way. Because you trust in certain things. You just brought up to trust in certain structures that community used to be. Now, if I can get you to be unsettled on the things that you thought were foundational, I can give you a solution you'll take. So Ferguson was orchestrated as if that was the first time that ever happened. 
I mean, they used to have paddy wagons in Chicago in the 60s. They used to do that every day. They would get bonuses to people to do the stuff that they used to do. Why now? It's time to unsettle the masses. So, because here comes the solution. This Agenda 2015 has the solution for you. Because the solution is peace. The UN once said, I don't care if it's God or the devil. If it brings us peace, we will follow it. Guess who stepped up? <laughs> Amen? Here's another sign. Let's go to Romans 1. In this verse 26 of Romans 1, he says, For this cause God gave them up unto vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use of that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was meet. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding co covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful. Good Lord, what kind of people are these? Who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but what? But have pleasure in them that do it. Not, not, not just pleasure in doing it, but we have pleasure in them that what? Do it. We envy those who participate in these things. Anybody see the Oscars, the Grammys, the VH, or the BET Awards? <laughs> we envy those individuals and those systems which do these things. Amen? You know, we talk about the, the, the rise of, of the acceptance of homosexuality. As if that's the only thing to be concerned about. I think we read a whole list of things. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't want those gay people. Well, what about you being out here fornicating? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Hit a little too close. <laughs> <laughs> what about whisperers? You know, you bunch of gospels around here. What about backbiters? Haters of God. These are things, are signs of the time. This is the environment we live in. Why? Because the church has forgotten holiness. Don't blame the world for doing what the world does. Sinners do what? Sin. The world is set up for that. Governments do what? They govern those who sin. <laughs> Amen? Thank God for the police. Thank God for the government. That we are not anti-government. Because the, man, if they didn't have the government, what would it be like? But now the government has a plan for you. And we have to understand, we have to stand for God, no matter what is said. Because there's a few points in history that the people of God had to stand against the prevailing government. You remember any of those? I'm not going to do you like Sister Marie did you in the in a hell spotlight make you say something. <laughs> Daniel had to stand. Did he not? Esther had to stand. The three Hebrew boys had to stand. 
There were many people uh, 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 in, the, in the Second Testament that stood against it. And we're not anti-government. We're pro-Jesus. That's a big difference. Yes. People who are anti-government want to go protest against everybody and everything. That's not our... Jesus never got involved in that. He was pro his father, and he was trying to share the message of his father with others. Guess what we need to be doing? That's where our concern is. At least this way, you only have one government to go up against because the whole world is going to be wandering after the beast. Amen? Amen? Go to Genesis, if you would. The reason this is happening now, and don't ever forget this, the reason all these signs are here, because God had prophesied, but there is a reason behind it. And if we always keep in mind the reason behind things, we'll be able to, to deal with what's happening and get the victory over what's happening. But as soon as we, our minds are distracted and not understanding the why, we're going to lose. We're going to be defeated, and we're going to take those, those immunization shots that have the little chip in them. We'll talk about that later. All those things we're going to do. Why? Because we don't understand the why. Let's find out the why. You know, this has happened before. Let's go to Genesis chapter 6. Jesus had mentioned something about the days of Noah, didn't he? He said, you know, as, as these days are going to be the days when I'm about to show up. Now, this is the why back then, and this is the why now. It, it says Genesis chapter 6. Let's just read 5 and 6. Genesis 6, 5 and 6. The Lord says, And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth. Did we just read that in Romans? And that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on earth, and it grieved him at his heart. Why? Because it was wickedness. Where are we living today? Wickedness. Every thought, every imagination is evil. What is evil? Evil is Okay, let's give a simple definition. Anti-love, against God. Amen? Every thought is against God. How did that turn out for those who were against God? They were taken away in the flood. Amen? Well, guess what's about to happen now? It won't be a flood of water, but it's going to be a, a time that, was, that is predicted to be very tempestuous for those who don't follow Jesus. God says, the reason it happened before is the reason I'm about to come again only evil continually. Not because good wasn't uh, uh, available to the people. They chose not to follow it. God was running out of representatives in Genesis. Is he running out of representatives today? Noah hammered on that ark 120 years and every strike of that hammer was a testimony that I believe. He said he was saved. He said, he was, he was warned, and he moved with what? Fear. He moved with fear. Look at that. He just didn't move. I've been around long enough to see people who get this prophetic message, and they run. They move, but they didn't move with fear of God. And what happened to them? They got discouraged, and they moved back. God says, I need you to move with fear like Noah moved. Noah followed my instruction. Noah just, he heard the prophecy and he didn't go out and, and build a house, did he? Why? Because God said build a what? An ark. He said, I need you to build this, this boat in the middle of this no lake. I want you to do this. 
And so he, he worked on it, and others worked on it. And, and it got to be a testimony to a belief in God. And, and the world was wicked continually, and he kept hammering on that. He said, my God told me to do this. Well, it doesn't make any sense. What's wrong with you? Why are you doing this? And, it, and you, 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 you. he kept hammering, didn't he? We can't do anything for 120 days, let alone 120 years. Hours. Amen. If God would say, I need you to eat raw food for, for 120 days. Oh, Lord, that's too much. You don't, that's not Jesus talking. Hundred and twenty years he nailed and he testified to a belief in God. Did that belief pay off for Noah? Yes. Oh, when that first raindrop hit somebody's forehead, it became <laughs> oh, I guess the old man knew what he was doing. But it was too late. God is looking for someone to build this ark now. Because the rains are coming. The destruction of mankind is round the corner. And we have to be the one to stand and say, hey, you can be saved. Are we going to stand for the right? Are we going to do that for our God? He said he repented of the Lord that he made man because we had, we had gone against everything he hoped for us. And this is where we are now. But that's why, because evil is reigning continually. How can evil reign when truth is standing? It can't. That's why we got to stand. If we want to have a chance for somebody, a loved one, a friend, a stranger to know who Jesus is, we have to stand. And we have to stand on the principles that found in his word. Not in what somebody told us. Not in what some book said. Not in, in what the, uh, the, the, the television programs say. Not what the world religion says. But of thus saith the Lord. Because that's the only thing that can save a soul. 2 Timothy chapter 3. See, we read about only evil continually in Genesis. Now let's go to 2 Timothy and read about only evil continually now. And see, the, the problem is the spirit. And, and always remember, this book is written to who? To those who claim the name of Christ. So when God is talking about somebody in here as He's not necessarily talking about the world, is he? See, the problem has never been the world. The problem has never been Egypt. It's never been Babylon or Syria or Greece or Rome. It's never been that because that they do what they do. The problem is the house of God. 2 Timothy 3, start at verse 1. He said, this know also, then in the what day? Where you? Perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves. Didn't we read in Habakkuk that the soul that is what? Lifted up is not upright in him. So here we go again. This is the issue. He said, lovers of their own selves. And this was what, when you're a lover of your own self, these things follow quickly. Covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. Know this, when you love yourself, more than you love God, these will be your characteristics. Amen? Amen? Now, verse 3, without natural affection. You didn't see babies being thrown in trash bins 50 years ago. But there's no affection there because lovers of their own selves are, are, are 
that, that spirit is stimulated by pure evil. We talked about, I think it's last week, how about we legalize murder of children? Natural affection is gone. How do you murder an unborn child? But that's what happens, amen? And then when you sanction that kind of activity, oh, it's over. <laughs> he said, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure, more than lovers of God. Why do you think you have so many pleasure devices? All these distractions. Hey, here, you don't even have to be home. You can do this. I mean, it, it, I know it's, it's not probably amazing to those under 30, but there used to be a time where if you wanted to watch a television show, you had to be home <laughs> at the appointed hour. Yes. Or you'd have to wait till reruns happen six months later. Thing called video on demand is amazing. You can I get home at two o'clock in the morning. The show came on at seven the, the day before. ESPN twenty four seven. Not talking about a thing. <laughs> Even some of their people say, "Man, we just had to make up stuff because you know we we're not even relevant." But you see, all these things make you lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. And it says, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. And he said, church, turn away from them. So those who love those things, hey, man, don't hang out with them. Don't, you know, don't make truces and treaties with them. Those who do the things I ask not to do, why are you, do why are you hooking up with them? It's important to know that we have to be associated with those who believe in Jesus. Can we say amen to that? Amen. Now, why is this happening? We see the result. It's the spirit, only evil continually. Where did this all begin and who is behind it today? And if you turn your Bible to Isaiah 14, you're going to find out. Remember, we have to remember why these things are occurring so we'll know what tools to use and know how to get the certain victory. I'm not into losing. Anybody want to be a loser? Notice I didn't say some of y'all are losers. I didn't say that. We are not going to lose. Why? Because God has already won. And if we stay with God, we will be victorious. It don't matter what they tell you, no matter how many armies are standing in front of you, no matter how many giants are standing in front of you, you have the victory if you believe in Jesus. Did David have the victory? Y'all do know that Goliath was not just eight feet tall. He was a little taller than that. And Goliath had four brothers. Okay, nerd moment. <laughs> Can you imagine the shoulders of a man that's 12 feet tall? and the strength that he has. I was reading, they said Goliath's spear weighed 200 pounds. Can you pick up 200 pounds and 20? Think about five. <laughs> All right, we gotta start another program, the Get In Shape program. But look, that's a massive man, okay? David wasn't that big, but David had certain victory. David said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that defies the armies of the living God? See, he, 
David understood who he was facing. The spirit that was in Goliath was Satan. The spirit that was in David was the victor. So that's why he could go and get five smooth stones. Why did he get five? Goliath had four brothers. He said, oh, just in case, I get them too. Let's go. And to look up at a man that is so massive and talk much noise. Who are you? And then, you know, they would, you know, because you would think somebody that large would be looking like, who is this grasshopper? Who is am I a dog that you send this out to me? Because he had a sword that weighed 200 pounds. Somebody hits you with 200. Nelson, you know how it is to get hit by somebody that's 200 pounds. That hurt. But oh, let's go to Isaiah 14 and find out what's behind all of it. See, you're going to start getting the inkling on how we're going to be victorious. We are not to be depressed about what's coming down. We are to say, thank you, Lord. We already have the victory. Help us to line up with being victorious. Isaiah 14, verse 12. He makes this statement. How art thou fallen from heaven, O who? Lucifer. I want you all to know Lucifer is the one they call Christ. Okay? You know, the, 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 those who are constructed this 2015 uh, agenda deal. They call, so when they say Christ, they're not talking about Jesus. They really believe in this Lucifer. And their whole religion is based on him. So just because somebody, you sitting next to somebody and they say, oh, thank the Lord. Thank God. Thank Christ. Oh, you better be sure who you sit next to. But he said, how thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How art thou cut down to the ground which would weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. Remember the soul that is lifted up. Now you know what's behind that soul. This, this spirit says, I will ascend unto heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Now we know what happened, don't we? Didn't happen, did it? But this is what he is trying to do. Everything Satan is doing is to imitate, not What's it? I won't say imitate. Counterfeit the most high. Everything. Why do you think you got to have chips in your hand? Because he can't be everywhere at all times. God can. Why you got those chips in your phone? So they'll know where you are. Why do you have, 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 have a, a, a net, I mean, what's it called? S uh, blue, uh, what's the thing in the car? What, uh, no. OnStar. OnStar. Thank you, sis. <laughs> OnStar. They got to know where you are. That's the only way they can keep up with you. And I really believe with all my heart that man didn't come up with any of that. That was some supernatural action going on because man can't make a sandwich. <laughs> and now you're talking about nanotechnology. That something as, as small as a head of a pen could hold all the information they need to hold on you. And all they have to do is place it in you. So it used to be we see those big little things with the grains of rice. You know, all the, they, they mark and the, and the structure is going to be right in the right hand. It's going to be about the size of a grain of rice. Do you know what nanotechnology is? A grain of rice is too big. So don't worry about it, you know. It's coming. It's already started. And it's, they, they, they put it out there for you and they, they make fun of it. So you all won't think anything about it. 
But Satan has to do these things because he says, I'm going to counterfeit God. And I want to be able to control you, and you're going to have to come to me for everything. And then when you come to me, I'm so evil and cruel, I'm going to destroy you. And we'll go right down without Jesus. He said, I'll be like the Most High. So when we see these things happening and we know what is going on, we also know what's behind it and who's behind it. Amen? Go to Ephesians if you would. It's happening because we're in the what? Spiritual war. So when we see the UN, when we see the man with the white hat, when, when we, we, we see the, 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 the red moons, when we, we, we see the eclipse that's about to happen, we see all those things, we're not worried. Why? Because we're in the spirit. Amen. And all these things are happening in the spirit. They're happening in the spiritual world. Can we say amen? amen? These things are controlled by the spiritual world. I'm not talking about Casper the Friendly Ghost. We're talking about that level of heaven. There's three, well, we're talking about that, 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 that realm that's above us, that controls all of this, that's in residing in us. Amen? Yes. Christ said, you are your father, the devil, or you can be the what? Of your father, the Holy One of Israel. We're controlled by those things. Now, Ephesians chapter 6, and we're going to break this down. We've all heard this scripture, and we've all run through it thinking we understood it, but Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12 will tell us not only what's going on, where it's going on. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, what does it say? For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. And I always thought, why wrestle? You ever boxed before? You know, okay, been in a fight before, we should say, because everybody hadn't been to the, you know. <laughs> Wrestling is a little different. It is the most... You, you got to get close. <laughs> you know, you can't wrestle like this. I mean, it's a hard, physical, in your, I mean, you, we wrestle, we're in a, in a fight. If I can hit you and dot, dot your eye, I'm all right. But man, when I got to get and hold you and you turning me this way and you grabbing and clutching it and all, hey, anything goes in wrestling. He said, you wrestle not against fashion. See, this is the kind of war you are in. This is not a play thing. We ain't playing tag. This is a war, and it's hand-to-hand -hand combat war. And God says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Let's break that down. Principalities are magistrates or ruling powers. So, hey, it's still spiritual, even though it's ruling powers here on earth. Amen? So what's behind the ruling power? Okay, if we're wrestling against it, we hope it's the spirit of Satan. Because if we're wrestling against God, that's, that's bad. How about powers? Powers are delegated influence. Okay? Though, you know, the, the, this people, the, these people told these people to be over these people. We're wrestling against these structures and these systems. Amen? And he said, the rulers of the darkness of this world. Now, what we need to understand is the word ruler... Uh, is they call it the epitaph of Satan. This is what the Greek says. It, it's, 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 it's a representative of evil. When it says the rulers of the darkness of this world, and the world doesn't mean this, in, this environment. The world, uh, as, as in the Greek, 
is the age, the time that we live in. We are, we are wrestling against the, the evil or the representative of evil uh, in this age that we live in. He said the rulers of the darkness of this world, okay? Then it says against what? Spiritual wickedness in high places. This is the supernatural evil. And, and you'd be surprised what this word in high places means. It means above the sky or celestial or heavenly. We think high means, oh, well, you know, that's the president. We covered him in magistrates. God said, I, I covered this earthly thing. I walked you right on up to where this thing really is all about. This is celestial war we are in. You're wrestling things not of this world. Can we say amen? amen. Are we okay with that? If not, then pray, because it's the truth. Why you can't get the victory because you think you're wrestling things on this earth. It's never been about this earth. The only reason earth is important is because we messed up and Jesus came to get us. The unfallen worlds are out there saying, man, okay, why won't they hear? Why won't they obey? How do we win, people? Go to Romans 1, and we'll get out of here. Are we okay so far? Yeah. These things are happening. These signs are, are, are telling us this is the time we are living in. And God says, don't forget what's behind it, but don't forget what's behind you. Amen? Yeah. That's what's so wonderful about this. We got the victory if we stay on the victor's side. Yeah. Wouldn't you love to walk up to, to Goliath? with the confidence, the holy confidence that David had, because David looked at Goliath and said, Satan, what in the world's wrong with you? He's going to defy Jesus. What's wrong with you? He pick up this brick. Think about how wonderful that was. What a testimony. David said, Saul, I don't want your armor, because it ain't about the physical. He can be 100 feet high. He's defying Jesus, and I represent him. Can we truly say that in our lives? Because one day you're going to walk up to a giant and you're going to have to represent one of the two. The giant might be, you know, the kings or the magistrates. That giant might be a literal giant. Man, they got some things they find in that that's just, wow. I saw a picture of one of them last night. It was great. You know what a giant looks like? Makes Shaquille O'Neal look like a preschooler. Walking to earth. But we'll get to that later. How do we get to victory? Romans chapter 1. Let's start, if we would, at verse 15. Romans 1, verse 15. A brother was seeing by the grace of God. says, So as much as is in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. This is a statement we're going to have to represent because it's going to be very unpopular to have a gospel of Christ. So it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that does what? Believeth to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed. How? From faith to faith. It is written, we read it earlier, the just shall do what? Live by faith. From faith to faith is when this thing is how we get through it, how we are victorious. We go from victory to victory to victory to victory. I'm sorry, no one's excited about winning. Okay, well, maybe you want to lose. I'm not going to lose. 
Faith, he gave me this, this definition. I, I hope it makes sense, but it makes so much sense to me. Faith is the ex exercising of our constant conviction on the reliance of God. I said, Lord, that's it. I said, to me, that was it. Faith took it. That word means something different from now into eternity for me. Faith doesn't just mean God is. It doesn't mean just God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek me. That's his side of faith. We got a side of faith. He said, I told you it's the exercising of the constant conviction in your soul on the reliance on me. Does that make sense? God says, have faith in me. That means you need to exercise that you constantly believe in what I'm talking about and in my power and in my strength, just like David did. David believed in the power of God. It didn't matter. The whole army of Israel was shaking in their shoes, and these weren't punks. They had won many battles. But David believed in God. His faith was so strong, he picked up a stone and slung it at a big giant man. Hit him in the forehead. And what was the next thing he did? He drug that sword over there and did what? Cut his head. How big was this guy's head? It's pretty big. Big head boy. <laughs> Why? Because he believed. Do we believe today? Let's end, our, end the study today from 2 Timothy. Now, never forget this. Never forget this. Hold on to this. 2 Timothy chapter 1. He said, do not be afraid. You might not be afraid now. Keep that. When it goes down, keep that. When the earthquake starts shaking your house, keep that. When the floods come down, keep that. When the stars fall from heaven, keep that. God says in the 7th verse of 2 Timothy 1, he says, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of what? Power. Of what? Power. We don't even say that like we mean it. Power. God gave us a little power. He gave us a nine-volt battery. <laughs> he said, I've given you the spirit of what? Power. power. Do you think we're going to need it? Yes. He said, I've given you the spirit of power. He said, not the spirit of fear. He said, look, that's what I want you to do. I want you to believe. Of, he said, the power of, but of power and of what? Love. 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 Do you know what's more powerful than anything the enemy can ever throw at you is love. You love Jesus. He loves you. The Father loves you. The Holy Spirit's working on your behalf. What can stand before you? Then he said, and he'll give you a sound mind, you crazy people. Yes. Don't we need a sound? We are some of the nervous, nelly, crazy, stressed out folks worried about. Uh, see, God gave you a little knowledge and it scared you to death. I always warn people, tell you what right with Jesus, don't even get on YouTube. Or what other stuff. Because why? It'll drive you. you. You won't have a sound mind. They'll have you so afraid. 
And then you start using words like Illuminati. You don't even know what it is. That's so funny to me. It was so funny. Ten, five, ten years ago, people started using that word with me. Brother, you know about Illuminati? Yeah. I said, son, let me tell you something. First time I heard that word, I'll never forget, it was 1978. I was listening to a cassette tape. I know y'all don't know what that is. And it, was, it, it solved a lot of the issues I was having as a high schooler. I knew and was brought up that there's nothing true if you out on the surface. My father made sure he taught his son that. He said, man, it's all a game, you know. And he taught me how to play it. <laughs> then he ran into Jesus. And then he had to back up, son, don't play the game. <laughs> but by then, I was in, hey, hey, I, I'm good at this. He said, no, that, he said, know the game, don't play the game. And so then I started looking and finding out what was under the, you know, what behind the curtain, the Wizard of Oz was behind there, and you know, the great, you know, was pushing the buttons, and I'm like, man, this is, who is this? And then started studying at this club and this group and this group, and they all had this power. And then I started reading textbooks. You know those things in school. And they had the plan in the textbook. I remember talking to my, my sister about it. She said, man, it's, it's in the book. This is what they're going to do. And it was all so far-fetched that it almost seemed surreal. It was like, no way they're going to pull this off. But I said, yes, we're going to have to get rid of the Christians and the Muslims and the Jews. <laughs> and Christianity is a problem, and what we're trying to do is uh, doesn't involve them, so we got a plan. And it's so crazy because... They wrote it in the textbooks, and nobody knew what they were talking about, except the people they chose to know. You know, the people they wanted to know, because they thought they were going to work on this process with them. You know, the smart scholarship people, the Rhodes Scholars, these great people who, who receive, you receive money to go to college because they want you to do what? Join them. You get a lot of money to big schools when they want you to join them. They see something and say, yes, uh, we've studied your family. And we recognize something. That maybe we can use that. Here, have a scholarship to Yale. Y'all know that's how that works, right? It ain't because, you know, I, you know, I got a scholarship from the lottery. <laughs> this is so real. And so we read about this 35, 40 years ago, and now... It's on the internet. It's, it's in a document they are about to sign. They said, we really are going to do this like this. And there's really, anybody who stands up against it will be recognized, they call it. We're going to have this religion that all is one and one is all. We talked about this last week. And we're going to have a government that's definitely all one. And the police state is definitely, I mean, I mean, the, 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 the way we police the area, it's all going to be the same way all over the world. And we're going to have peace. Remember, that's what the call is, peace. Why do you think you have so much chaos now being reported? So you'll beg for the solution. Yep. They've been working on it. Now, when the whole thing goes down, I want you to remember this sermon. I want you to remember your God. Don't be surprised. Be positioned. 
spiritually, and if you can, start getting positioned physically. Start getting positioned. And also, something else, they have, the World Health Organization is part of this, ag this agenda, uh, uh, 2015. Oh, they got something for you. It's so great. Um, that all the food that you will consume will be tainted and controlled. And they have these, what they call designer diseases that affect only certain people. They've been working on this a while, you know, with the jungle juice and the moon pies and stuff like that. Um, uh, all this is written in this thing for peace. Because remember, their plan is they got to get rid of five billion of you people. Y'all are a nuisance. They call you worthless eaters. And this is what this UN document is about. But who is Jesus? He's the one that protects. He's the one that provides. And we need this to line up with him now. But you got to do it now. You can't wait until the skies are falling. And, the, and you, know, well, you know, the skies don't fall, but you know what I mean. Until you see all these comets flying by and, oh, no. And you're going to see the moon turn to a color of blood. And you're going to all be running to church. We're going to be full that Sabbath. <laughs> be beating on the door. Why are you, why are you late, Pastor Shaw? <laughs> <laughs> but these things are real, and these things are true. But God is truer. God is more powerful. And if we would line up with him now in our everyday lives, we will have certain victory. And we'll be able to stand, though the heavens fall. We'll be able to stand and say, here is our God. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. I will preach this wherever God has me to preach it. He, pre he gave Joseph an assignment to preach in prison. Did he not? Amen. I'm not asking to go to prison. Not pretty much on my top ten list of things I want to do. But now it's over. It's in God's hands. And you have to choose who you're going to serve. Pray that you'll serve him. Because with him is love and peace and power and sound mind and all the things that you're going to need. Don't worry about the world. Go help somebody in the world. Amen. Say a word.